This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness, and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us with the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you. And if you were with us last week and the earlier part of this week, you know we're talking about the theme of having our mind stayed on the Lord. And yesterday we started showing biblical examples of staying on the mind of the Lord, keeping our mind on the Lord, which allows us to keep the peace that the Lord gives us, and we continue to trust in the Lord. The basis of this we find in Isaiah chapter 26, verses 3 and 4. And in the New American Standard, it reads this way, You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever. For in the Lord, God is everlasting strength. When these verses are imparted to all of us, it will really change the way we face difficult situations. Because too often when we find ourselves in an impossible situation, our flesh rises up, desiring to do something, and our mind is no longer stayed on the Lord. We are not trusting in Him, and we are not in peace. And such times like that are really tests for us to see where we are, whether in the flesh or in the spirit. And we know that Romans 8 talks about the word which says that to be fleshly minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And also through the course of the week, we spoke about Isaiah 43 verse 2, where God promises to be with us in difficult times. The word says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overflow you. When you pass through the fire, you will not be scorched, nor will the flame burn you. So, Junie, these are encouraging scriptures, so our minds will be stayed on the Lord. And if we know the Word of God, if you've read the Word of God, and if you haven't, we encourage you to read the scriptures, that God shows himself faithful through the testimony of Israel, because when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were thrown into the fiery furnace, they didn't get burnt, Shelley, and they didn't even smell from ashes after they came out. And if we read what happened with Israel when they were called to step into the Jordan, it was the time of um, high tide. And really, stepping in to the Jordan, they could have drowned because it was so deep. But when the priests put their foot into the water, what happened? The waters stayed, and there was a heap, and they were allowed to go through the Jordan 
on dry ground. So it showed that God shows himself faithful to us. When he writes something, it's for us to understand that when we follow his ways, he's faithful to bring us peace no matter what our circumstances are if we keep our mind stayed on him and not be overwhelmed by what we see, what we hear, what we feel, or even what we think because God shows himself faithful. So read the scriptures and see how God showed himself faithful to Israel and even through in the New Covenant to the first century church. Amen. So we were in Exodus 14 yesterday. We'll pick it up today. But we need to see, just to recap where we were yesterday, the people of Israel were crossing the Red Sea, and in the natural, they were trapped. The Red Sea was in front of them. They had mountains on either side of them. And Pharaoh and his 600 chariots were coming to them from the rear. The people were gripped with fear, and they reacted in a fleshly manner. We can even see what they said when you look at verses 11 and 12 in Exodus 14. Listen to this. Then they turned to Moses and said, Is it because there were no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you dealt with us in this way, bringing us out of Egypt? Is this not the word that we spoke to you in Egypt, saying, Leave us alone, that we may serve that we may serve the Egyptians? For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. So we, we ended the program yesterday there, and now we want to pick it up uh, by looking at verses 13 and 14. So this is the situation where we left off yesterday. Well, I think it's important to say, Shelley, that we need to see the mistake that the people of Israel made so that we don't make that same mistake. It wasn't Moses that brought them to that place in the wilderness. It was God really? who delivered them and brought them to that place. And so if we really have our minds stayed on the Lord, we will see a situation differently than if we're just looking at the situation through our own eyes or our own understanding. So Exodus 14, if you have your Bibles, please join us and read with me verses 13 and 14 of Exodus 14. But Moses said to the people, Do not fear, Stand by and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you will never see them again forever. The Lord will fight for you while you keep silent. What a message. What a message. How many of us try to talk our way out of a situation and hear... Moses told the people of Israel that we that they should stand still and the Lord will fight for the people of Israel while they keep silent. What a wonderful lesson and I feel like that's a lesson for me to be still and know that he is God. And Junie, you could really say it this way as well. Moses redirect the people's minds back onto the Lord. First off, he said, fear not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And we need to ask ourselves, what do we do when we find ourselves in circumstances that have no natural answers? We find our answer here, stand still. Other versions, Junie, say stand firm. I think uh, some of the New American standards say stand by. 
Set your mind on the Lord. Fear not. This is not a passive stand still, but I believe when we stand still, we are demonstrating what it is to keep our minds stayed on the Lord and putting our trust in the Lord. And that's where God wants to bring us all, especially in these end days. When we continue on, we go to verses 15 to verse 15. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the sons of Israel to go forward. And as for you, lift up your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the sons of Israel shall go through the midst of the sea on dry land. And as for me, behold, I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they will go in after them. And I will be honored through Pharaoh and all his army, through his chariots and his horsemen. Juni, what a glorious portion of scripture this is. But it's irrational too, Shelley. To the natural mind, right? Exactly. I mean, if you look at a sea, or the Red Sea before you, and the Lord tells you, if you're the leader, tell the people to go forward. Can yeah, you imagine? Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Really, it's really. almost like, where are they going to go? They're going to drown. And instead of the Lord telling Moses that the people will drown of Israel, he said, the chariots and the Egyptians you will see no more. And so God's ways are so different than our ways. And when we keep our minds stayed on the Lord and we trust in him, everything changes, doesn't it, Shelley? It sure does. And you know, Junie, maybe we're not called to cross the sea like that, but we have situations in all of our lives that seem as, as impossible as crossing the Red Sea with the army coming right behind us. What do we do when we come to situations that, have no logical or natural answer. Again, this is the test. Is our flesh going to rise up and say what it likes to say? we got to do something. Or will we stop and stand still? And I think there's a message here clearly, Junie. There has got to be a stand still or a stand firm or a stand by before there's a going forward. And I think the trouble with too many of us is we go forward before we hear the direction that the Lord wants us to take. And that's really true, Shelley, because standing still or being still has all to do with the condition of our being, of our heart, and of our mind. So if our mind is racing, and our heart is palpitating, and we're not doing anything, we're really not standing still. What we need to do to stand still or be still and know that He is God is to cry out to the Lord and to ask Him to transform us and to give us His peace. Because that's His promise, Shelley, that He will keep us in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on Him. So it is a battle of our faith. It's not like this just comes naturally. It doesn't come naturally. The natural reaction or response would be fear, would be apprehension and anxiety. And the spiritual response would be crying out on the name of Jesus, asking the Holy One of Israel to teach you how to be still, how to keep your mind stayed on Him, that your life might change and be transformed in the difficult situation that you might find yourself in. It's interesting, Journey. You know, there's another aspect that we'd like to bring forth before we close the program. And God could have taken the people of Israel through the land of the Philistines, but he didn't want to do that 
because the people might change their minds if there was a war. But in verse 2, in chapter 14, it says, to, uh, God spoke to Moses, Tell the sons of Israel to turn back and camp before Paharitot, between Migdal and the sea. You shall camp in front of Baal Zephon, opposite it by the sea. And many times, God might tell us to turn back or change directions that we've been going in. And we need to be sensitive to that, even though it was a dangerous path. But God has intentions that we might not be aware of. And to understand, Shelley, that where God told them to turn back was to turn back to a more dangerous place. And naturally speaking, it would have looked like the Lord wasn't with them or for them. That's right. But remember, he said that he was going to get glory. Amen. He was going to be glorified through Pharaoh. So if you have enemies, if you have a situation that seems overwhelming, remember that God can be glorified in and through your life in that situation and through it as you keep your mind stayed on the Lord and you obey what he asks of you. And isn't the fact of the matter this, Junie, that we've been born to bring glory to the name of the Lord. Amen. So, Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank Thank you for this story. It's not just a historical story, although it happened, but it's a story that we all need to understand today in our personal circumstances to keep our minds stayed on you so we can have perfect peace as we continue to trust in the Lord. May it be so for us and every one of our listeners. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.